and welcome to the Silver Screen Queens podcast. Every week we watch a movie and sit down here to talk about it. I'm Mel. I'm Katie. And we're your hosts this week. We watched Atomic Blonde, directed by David Leach and released in 2017. The plot of Atomic Blonde goes something like this. An undercover MI6 agent is sent to Berlin at the end of the Cold War to investigate the murder of a fellow agent and recover a missing list of double agents. And... So first up, we will do our little spoiler-free section. So, Katie, you want to give people a little precy of what Atomic Blonde is about? Um, sure. Atomic Blonde is a action movie. Um, it's the director of John Wick, right? Pretty sure uh, it's the director of John Wick. Um, his name is David Leitch. 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 Yeah. Oh no, not John Wick. I thought I heard that somewhere. No, but it, it certainly. Uh, v for Vendetta stuntman. Oh right, because V Vendetta's and Wachowskis. He did. Oh no, he worked on John Wick. He wasn't the director. Right. There you okay. Because um, I, I was watching this, like, it's very John Wick. Right. He's a, as actually a stuntman, David Leach. The there director. you go. Um, directed by a stuntman. Which, is, uh, which makes a whole lot of sense. Um, yeah. Some of the stunts in this movie are amazing. This is um, Charlize Theron's Bond audition, mm. <laughs> basically. Like, this is very much a, like, action spy thriller set in the 80s. You know it's set in the 80s by the soundtrack. Mm. Um, during the fall of the Berlin Wall, there's lots of spy goings on. Mm. I think that's pretty much it. Yeah, I mean, I, mean, I can't say much more than that without giving the too much away been, or not enough. Yeah, and the trailers have been pretty viral online, so yeah. if you want to go and see one. But it's basically like high violence, high action, highly stylized 80s Berlin. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, I, and as far as um, whether you should go and watch it, I actually really enjoyed this. I went in with relatively low expectations because I heard from some people that it was um, problematic. And it's true there are some things in there that are maybe a little problematic, but by and large, I found it quite a lot of fun and I enjoyed myself. I think it's fine. I mean, if you want to go see an action movie, it's a good one to see. It's a good way to waste your time for a couple of hours mm. and it's fun and it's interesting, but it's not – I actually didn't enjoy it that much. And I wasn't that into the trailers when everybody else was, I think. I actually so didn't watch never... the trailers when they came out, so I have no idea. Okay. I did and it just doesn't – it just doesn't do it for me as much. I mean, it's – I love watching Charlize Theron kick ass. And if you love watching Charlize Theron kick ass, you should watch this movie. If you mm. like good soundtracks, you should watch this movie. Yeah. And there's a fight scene that is worth the price of admission. Yeah. Like a long fight scene with lots of long takes that is great. Yeah. Um, yep. So for on that front, yes. But I just didn't, I didn't get that much out of it, to be honest. Yeah. Look, it's very forgettable. I don't, I, it's oddly forgettable. We saw it like given 90 minutes ago. We finished watching it like 90 minutes ago and we're both like, hang on, what was that movie about again? Yeah, um, I think I forgot the first half by the time the second half started. Um, so, yeah, it's not – and and it's yeah. oddly forgettable given the calibre of people involved. I love this cast. Yeah. But it, it just was fine. It does feel like they wanted to capitalise on John Wick to me. Yeah, it doesn't – it feels a bit cynical, I think, um, is, is what yeah. I'm saying. When I'm saying it's a bit problematic. Like there are – the problematic aspects are like it objectifies its own lead women. Um, but it is – Yeah, feel, it does that. Like, oof. It does feel a bit cynical, like a marketing exercise. And though, but looking at the front of it, there's like seven different production companies involved. So it mm. seems like it actually was a really hard movie to actually even get made. So I don't, I don't totally understand that. Um, I don't know. But I thought that was maybe just because it was such an inter international, international collaboration and right. co-production rather than that it was really diff- – I, I don't know how hard it could have been to get made with Charlize Theron as a producer and the lead. Mm. Um, but maybe it was. I don't know. Yeah, maybe it was a labor of love. It just doesn't. It, it does feel a bit like capitalising on what's currently cool. Yeah. And so, like, 
there are good things about it. looks amazing looks amazing yeah. it's beautifully shot really makes the most of its locations and i thought it was shot in berlin but it seems like it was shot in um, budapest I think it was partly shot um, i think that well. was the third place that yeah. they said when it was scrolling past yeah mm. um so yeah we think you should go see it if you like this sort of thing but if you're not that into this sort of thing maybe just wait yeah, for it on blu-ray or yeah, whatever it, and Netflix. watch it when you need i don't know something to watch with a group of friends with that yeah. you don't care that much about the mo- what movie you see um yeah so we'll go into spoiler territory now um so we can talk about the movie in more detail all right yeah so i was surprised in this but i i do wonder if i was um it's more that i thought that the elements were good than that the movie was good i, I this was exactly what i thought it would be based on the trailers yeah and this well this is it's slightly better than i thought it would be based on what i've heard other people say about it oh. um but from what i know about the trailers which i didn't watch there's a lot of dazzling stuff in there mm. the soundtrack the way it looks, the fights. The that, design elements are amazing yeah, the too. Clo- the costumes. Oh, my God. But not beyond that, the graphic design stuff is great. Oh, yeah, the way the, the, the titles credits come up. and yeah. the, the cuts and that bit where the film melts and the, yeah. you know, all that stuff is really good. Mm. Um, so, yeah, it, it really does. But this is, you know how you said Baby Driver felt like it was trying too hard to be cool but didn't make it? Yep. That's how I felt in this rather than – because yeah. I felt like Baby Driver had something genuine behind it, but I don't feel that with this. I feel like this is what, like you said, cynical, and I felt it was very cold. Mm. Yes. Um, like it was an exercise it in w- it, how yeah. to be cool yeah. rather than a genuinely cool movie to yeah. me. It was It was trying so hard for me, and like sometimes it works. Mm. I am such a sucker for a long take action scene with good choreography. That and um, that one, that stairway scene, sta- the stairway, and then the following car chase. Whoa. I was like, Charlie Theron and Eddie Marson are really surprisingly good together. Mm, they had yeah. really good chemistry, and just like you remember from when I was talking about Daredevil, how much I love those long takes, and also the way that you can feel them getting tired. Mm. You feel Charlize mm. Theron getting beat up. You feel that her getting exhausted. Fight and the, the Russian she's fighting. guy, when, they, when they're when they so exhausted and they're yep. just trying to kill each other. So well done. Like that, I think the stunt background is showing through yep. for the director. Oh, yeah, the stunt, mm. all the action scenes worked well. And, the, and then, yeah, and then or, or immediately they're suddenly in a car chase once they get out and you're just like, oh, my God, and in those terrible old East Berlin cars, those mm. horrible Russian cars. I don't know what they're called. Someone write in and tell me. But they're like these terrible, terrible cars and she's in a police car and then it's just so intense and so engaging. And like I don't think anyone in the cinema was looking anywhere else because it was so yeah. like, wow. That was easily the best stuff in the movie to me. Mm. The character stuff is weak, mm. really weak. I felt like maybe the best character in the movie is James McAvoy. <laughs> Yeah, okay. Just because he has one um, <laughs> that isn't just one thing. Yeah. Like, genuinely, because even Charlie's there on, like, her Lorraine is just one thing. The yeah. atomic blonde of the title is just, like, sketchy and blonde and cool. And that's all she is. Yep. Um, she has cool clothes and she's tall and it's skinny. It's almost like they tried to give her a backstory by having her in a relationship mm. with that guy who died at the beginning. But we don't care about that. Like, it's so hard to care about that anyway. Mm, mm. And you oh, just and the CIA thing, of course. Well, yeah, but that's not a character trait. That's no, that's just – No, I mean a background thing. Oh, a, yeah. yeah. I don't know. I felt like they were trying to give her some sort of like 
vulnerability or a relatability through that, oh, but through that guy. Yeah, to yeah. me, I'm just like, oh, that's just a trope in spy movies where they make a woman spy in love with somebody mm, so that mm. they like it make felt, her vulnerable. Ugh, it felt like that to me, and because of it, it was already putting me offside with the way it it shot her and Sophia Butella, like so so over sexualized. And yeah, like, and that's the thing is that I actually kind of liked that relationship and would have been fine with they that were sweet being together. The, yeah main relationship in the movie mm. rather than her ever having to have right, the yes. past. Oh, yeah. No, I actually really liked the two of them as well. I thought they had good chemistry. I thought Sophia Patello was like- I love her so much. Really likable. You just, you aren't, like, you would follow her. Like, she's lovely. And the relationship feels very real. It doesn't feel like she's sleeping with a source to just get, you know, sleep with a source. It feels like she yeah, likes this girl. that's where all the humanity and vulnerability came from. Yeah. You don't need the backstory with the husband. Like, they just she has to a, they give her a girlfriend. Catherine Waterston in, yeah. um, in Alien Covenant. Um, they did that to Angelina Jolie in Salt. Like, mm. all of these spy movies or, like, all of these movies with tough female leads, they're like, oh, we have to kill her husband See, or something no, like sorry, that. No, sorry, I was more just the, the way that she she and Sophia Patella were filmed. Like, oh, yeah, that was that, over-sexualized. But oh, I liked like the, the, all of the shots in her underwear and a those cameras skimming up her body as she got yeah. ready. Like, I it's, just was It's so weird because I actually liked the naked scene that Charlize Theron had at the beginning because it focused more on her recovering, recovering from injuries. Yeah. And showing that she actually had them and that mm. she actually fights. And I liked that. But then she gets sexualized later. And I'm like, this is undoing the good work at the beginning yeah. where you had a naked scene that wasn't sexualized. Well, it kind of undoes a lot of the good work of the movie because yeah. it just, like, it's just distasteful and unnecessary. I hate shots that start at women's feet and go up to their heads, yeah. panning through their whole body. I hate and, that. And there's not just one of them of her. And I think Sophia Batella gets yes, the same treatment. Does. And there's also where Sophia Batella is packing to leave and she's Why running around wear, in like her underwear. Why do they all wear like, like not underwear, but like, um, what's it called? <laughs> like so bodysuits? No, yeah, they all wear bodysuits. But yeah. no, it's always it's um, the 80s, Katie. Lingerie. Yeah, yeah. It, for everything they do, they're always wearing lingerie and yeah. stockings. She's always wearing stocking tights. Um, Charlize Theron only wears monochromatic co- uh, outfits until yeah, yeah. the end of the movie when she wears red to yeah, go yeah. see the communists. And you're like, wow, guys, subtle. But that said, I really liked the way she was costumed. Her yeah. clothes were fantastic. And um, they don't, to me, they don't feel like they were from the 80s. No, they feel like they're from now being made to look like the 80s. Yeah. That was the um, only person who felt like he was from the 80s again is James McAvoy. Yeah, yeah. Um, he feels very 80s Berlin and, punk. Yeah, he really does. Yeah. Really fits in. And he just does it so well. Like, I felt like Charlize was trying – I love her, mm. but she's trying a little bit too hard to make this work. Yeah. Um, and she was better in action scenes when she wasn't thinking quite as much about it. Yeah. Whereas James McAvoy just kind of – it feels so natural to him to be doing a role like this. Oh, yeah. They had oddly not very much chemistry to me. No. But they weren't supposed to like no, chemistry. No, no. So that kind of works out okay. But he In fact I thought that that um antipathy towards one another was worked well. And even a little bit but it also meant that you Charlize never... and, and Tom Hardy in Mad Max. Like that mm. that I think they're no, but they that's had the better vibe chemistry. they were going they were... for. It that, was funny because I know that they didn't yeah. like each other on yeah, set. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's what I'm yeah, that's what I mean. I think they were almost going for that again. Yeah, but that's the thing is that like they felt like they did like each other in the end of the movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but in uh, in and they're not supposed to in this. Yeah. But it never felt no. like they really. It just almost felt like they're in different movies or something. And, and you just like you could never trust him. Like he was always untrustworthy. That's funny though, all the way through. And it just was like, yeah. The thing about that, and the thing about this movie, that uh, uh, one of the reasons I think I found it so cold is that it never. The only times it tries to humanize anyway anybody 
are when Sophia Batella and Charlize are together, and that's she, very brief. Yeah, and that's the only like Sophia Batella is probably the only real like, and maybe Eddie Marsden as well. They're the only ones you really feel any sympathy for. But even Eddie Marsden's a traitor. Yeah, you, yeah. But like, yeah, they are, and yeah, it, you. It's not just that. It's just so like you never trust him. But I knew she was Satchel really early. Hmm. I th- there was like it was really not concealed, was it? No, and that's the thing. It f- it felt like a movie where it was supposed to be really twisty. But yeah. you're like, but you of guys course, are- she- who who else is it going to be? Is it going to be James McAvoy? No, it's too obvious that it's James McAvoy. That's the thing is that you knew that they were going to try and like you knew that it was theoretically James McAvoy from so early. So you're like, yeah. no, it can't be him. That's too obvious. That's too obvious. And, and then who else do we know later- well enough? It's clearly not Sophia Butella because we- she's been oh, humanized no, she's to a enough. point that we, but also we like her so much. Yeah. No. But she's not there enough. Um, And then it could have been maybe Toby Jones or that guy in the other room, Yeah, but right? we don't care enough about them. Right. But if it was the guy in the other room, at least it would have made plot sense. Right, yes. And that's one of the things as well. You're like, there's no reason for Charlize Theron to do all these things if she's actually a double agent. But then she's not actually a double, a double agent. No, she's, she's like just pretending to be a double agent. And you're uh, like, oh, my God, I don't care anymore. So that was really – Yeah, it was stupid and unnecessary. And it meant that there were like ten endings. Yeah, and it, it took away from the – like the amazing fight stuff and the yeah. fun and the the genuine um suspense that got built up because in that because the best fight, fight scene, scene happens yeah the big fight scene is the best mm-hmm. scene and then you've got still like 20 minutes 25 minutes of movie and you're like I don't mm-hmm. care anymore we had the good bit can we yep. be done yeah that's right um and James McAvoy almost feels slighted or shorted by this movie because it doesn't he is doing his best mm-hmm. and making that mm-hmm. character work really well but we never get like they they're trying too hard to make him an an, an uh, antagonist antagonist from the beginning mm. um so that you never actually get to like him mm. yeah that's what i mean by you can just never trust him so you never really connect with him right and that's a problem because you you aren't supposed to think he's the bad guy right from the start but no but, you but always it's kind of do so obvious. and it's not fair to him because he's working so hard yeah like he is, he his East Berlin scene is great. Mm. His kind of mm, everything that he does feels so much of that world mm. and works so well for that world. He's and it feels like everybody else is not. They're in the mm. current modern movie trying to be a 1989 movie. Yeah, you know, and the score is working really hard on that front as well. The score is great. The way that the songs adapt to the mm. action and the action adapts to the songs. The whole, all the action scenes. Got when she when she gets kicked through the projector. Oh my! That and the, the scene whole behind scene the projector. In that cinema. Yes, that old East when Berlin she cinema. With the keys, which feels real, like a real cinema. I'm sure they yeah. got that location. It was that was so good. The key bit. That the was fact oh my that god. The movie, the only movie showing was Stalker, which was everywhere, and she mm-hmm. was being followed. Was a bit much, but still. Mm. Um, and Bill Skarsgård showed up. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, it's that creepy guy who's in oh, all see, those I, things. I couldn't remember his. Yeah, I couldn't remember what his actual name was. And, yeah. and he's quite good too. Like he's he's not without charisma. It's that series with the thesaurus names. Allegiant. Thanks. Divergent. <laughs> Thank you. I was Divergent, Allegiant, and the other one. Um, he's in the other one. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, Transcendent. No, I'm just <laughs> I'm just making shit up now. Sorry. <laughs> anyway. Um. Yeah. So. Actually, I felt like they had more chemistry than she did with James They McCoy. had actually. It was really strange. Yeah, yeah. They were, yeah. I mean, because you sort of knew that they he was, they were working together. So, yeah, yeah they, they did sort of feel that way. 
It looks, you know, it's got this neon aesthetic that is borrowed yeah. from John Wick that looks yeah. amazing. It looks so good. Yeah, it does. And that's why and I, it sounds even, so good. And like I say, I, the, even though the costumes do look like they're made now and not in the 80s, it look they're so good. Like yeah. the she's it it's all this like super high fashion business wear that looks amazing. It would be utterly impractical for a real spy to wear. But well, look, she says gorgeous. that like if she had known that he was going to call the cops, she She'd would have worn a different something outfit. Different. Yeah, yeah. So she, I think she tailors the outfits to what she thinks is going to happen. It's just <laughs> the things don't go the way she plans. No, that's right. Um, but like those outfits were just amazing. They they took I think full advantage of her Dior contract. Um. With a little, like, and the, the, oh my God, the product placement of 80s products like Pan Am and, and Stolichnaya and Dior and all those things, all the ones that still exist and stuff. But um, I just think they were all, I loved the costumes. I, I really got into the aesthetic of this movie, but yet as for the actual substance, it was lacking. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, I actually thought, um, I don't know, I was almost more interested, again, I keep talking about this, but I was almost more interested in James McAvoy and Sophia Batella than I was in mm. Charlie's. And it's not, I, I just... They both felt like they belonged to that world. Yeah, I just feel like and, it was and trying she, a bit even too the hard. Way, the way they had the platinum blonde hair instead of her just normal blonde the hair colour. was a real problem. Oh, it was so bad. Like, I, yes, I know at the end they do the whole thing of, oh, she's actually American. But, but everybody's supposed to buy her as British. She, and she just sounds, does not sound British, not it's even disastrous. a little. It's so bad. And it's funny because James McAvoy, who is Scottish, does a bunch Perfect. of different accents in this movie perfectly and mm. never slips up and is always yeah. convincing. And yet she does like one accent and, and you're like, and no. she can't cope with it. And she's not actually American. Like her natural voice, speaking voice now is American. She's not even American. You'd think no. for, for a South African. Actually, that's what goes sometimes. It goes a bit South African. Yeah, I noticed that. Um, but she doesn't. She just can't do it. Like I. Strange. It was. It was just distracting. They should have just made her a CIA agent. And the villain would have made it easier. Enough impact or doesn't look, um, like doesn't look different enough to everybody else for me to care. No, there's. They all look. This. They're all just beefy Russian guys. I actually thought Til Schweiger might have been playing the bad guy because mm. I saw his name in the credits and I was like, oh, he'd be a good bad guy because mm-hmm. he's very charismatic and memorable. But he was the watchmaker. Yeah, yeah. And I was like. He's barely in it. Why is he so high on the credits? I was mm, like, why? Not, and why isn't he the bad guy? It would have been much mm. better if he was the bad guy because he's like, you'd remember that he was the bad yeah, guy. Yeah, you would. You'd he's got a memorable he, face. Yeah, exactly. He's got a memorable face enough that when I saw his name in the credits, his face immediately came to mind. But the actual bad guy, he looked like about three other bad guys that yeah. we'd encountered at various points. Exactly. I was like, I don't, I don't care. I don't. Which henchman is this? I didn't care enough to remember. What was happening in the movie? Mm-hmm. I just wanted to get to cool action scenes and more songs and yeah. like see the cool sets. And I was thinking about where they shot it. I just wasn't mm. in it very much. No, yeah, I have to admit, I was like that as well. I was like, oh, is this really Berlin? It's been twelve years since I've been in Berlin, so I have no idea. <laughs> I, um, and obviously, I wasn't in Berlin in the eighties either. But it looked real. It felt the European sets were. I felt really real to me. Yeah, I just didn't think it delivered on the promise that it was. No offering i think this is the thing (laughs) that this is going to go into a tangent and i apologize but it's all right i don't know that we have a lot to talk about with this movie you know how people are always saying oh you shouldn't make james bond black or a woman you shouldn't make the doctor black or a woman or whatever just make a new character yes right this movie does that it makes a new character that is true we just don't care and this is the problem all those characters have all this history behind them and everything and they have a lot of like funding and stuff to write a script mm. that will 
deliver something new and give us a reason to care about the character and it has all this history behind mm-hmm. it and stuff. The problem with making the new characters is that often they end up like this, not very interesting, not very exciting. Mm. And like it it again it's that cynicism, but it feels like they just wanted to <laughs> they just, just drop my phone. They <laughs> feel like you just kind of tried to play it cool. Sorry. Well, I was just gonna let the clunk happen <laughs> and I would figure out how to edit it later. But I, I dropped my phone while I was looking up Atomic Blonde. That's what happened. It felt like they went rooting around for a female-led comic that looked cool that they could adapt. It didn't mm. doesn't feel like they wanted to really do something interesting and different and new. No. Um, and that's why, like, uh, with Baby Driver, I really felt like he, he wanted to make that movie. Um, he had that stylized in a way that felt personal to mm. um, Edgar Wright. Like, yeah. It, and this doesn't do that. It just feels like they're trying to piggyback on something else yeah. well, it's, it's almost like Shelley's wanted an action spy vehicle for herself and she was Maybe, like well yeah. this is how I'm going to get it made and she found this property that was had a female lead in it and kind of was like well that sort of works I can do that um but if you are going to make a new character and like don't stop making new characters but you know diversify the old ones as well but if you are going to make a new character, it needs more depth to it. And it just yeah. – I, I don't know the source material and I, and the source material may well have a lot more depth to her, but she just doesn't have that depth of character. She's not a person. She's no. just a she, Yeah, really. she just kind of – you watch her go through – she, you know, acts as you would expect somebody to act in the situations that she ends up in who has her skills. Like, But it's not – you never really feel her – the depth of character there. And again, the only time you do is with Sufi, but Sufi tell her. Like you, there's something about that that, that, that one feels- scene where she talks about how these relationships are really fake, yeah. and it's that's a really good scene for both of them because Sophia yeah. Batella kind of like does a, does this little double take with her face, like just you sort of see it shudder through her body, mm. and um and it's good for Charlize as well, who's like kind of it is it does feel like an honest moment, a real bit of character. And there's something about those two women together and, like, Sophia Butella kind of taking over this um, role or, like, growing into this role that Charlize Theron has carved out for herself as, like, mm. the action movie lady. Yeah. And Sophia's doing the mummy and things and kind of coming into that role herself. Mm. And it just – it feels right when they're together on screen. Um, yeah. I, t- I really like their relationship. I felt like I, they could have done probably more the heart of the movie to me. That was the bit I liked the most. And even though they were really sexualized in those scenes, the chemistry felt real. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and oh, the minute Sophia Batella walks up to her in that bar, you're yeah. just like, oh, boy. You're like, this is, oh, this is, you know, yeah. this is something now. Yeah, um, yeah. And, and yes, like this, the way the scenes are shot and stuff is over the top and unnecessary probably. But at the same time, they are very hot together. Yeah, they're great. Um, yeah, and it almost feels like it, they could have just, it could have been a male script that was gender swapped, which is mm. also kind of great. Although um, I've no, don't remember any ever seeing any movies where a female antagonist wakes up in bed with two naked men and like then. No, I would love to see I'm that in that, a movie. Though. By the way, guys, I, like I, I did not need tribute. to see James McAvoy waking up with two naked women in his bed. No, that annoyed me. If anyone wants to make a movie where I wake up with two naked men in my bed, exactly. I absolutely will do that yeah. for you anytime. 
just and that's the problem with the sexual that's another like i hate women as props well and they were so they were just props there was nothing just tits and and that was even the way that shelly's is shot from very early on there's like oh yes you can see boobs here like it really there's another scene also that's, that's just violence for violence's sake when we see the bad guy beating up on those kids yeah and you're like that, all what else is even add except what? we bring in 99 luft balloons <laughs> yes and that adds something to be fair but that because it was scene, stuck in our head for the rest of that the whole scene is unnecessary um, horrible. Um, London calling when she's in London. Oh, God. oh anyway, that was, yeah. The, um, the music choices choices are on the nose, but you welcome them but anyway. Also amazing, and it finishes up with "Under Pressure." Yeah, by Freddie and um, which we were all singing yeah. to David Bowie and David Bowie, um, which is amazing. But yeah, it's um, that scene. All it does is introduce our very bland villain as like, mm. oh, he's such a monster, and you're like, yeah, but I don't care. He's beating up on kids we've never seen before. Yep. Um, I knew as soon as he picked up that skateboard, he was going to hit him with it. Like, and he looks like so... all the other villains. So yeah, he's... if it had been, again, if it had been Til Schweiger, you would have remembered him. Yeah. But because it's this guy, you're like, who? Who and, and whatever. And why is it like, why is it that these guys have to be Russians and, and stuff when the East Germans are here? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't, didn't quite get why everything was the way it was. Mm. Yeah, but oh, also I, mean, that, I, I you know, have a relatively moment. sketchy understanding of the history of that period, and it sounds like the movie does as well. Yeah, you know the moment when he's when James McAvoy is looking at the watch that has the list on it, mm, mm. and he sees, I think he sees his name, and then he immediately sees Satchel. Yes, and you're like, oh, he's so not Satchel. Well, he doesn't. He, he so doesn't, isn't him. No, of course not. Um, he, I didn't see him see his name, but he, he sees Satchel like obviously and over yeah. and over again without you know. A name attached because he's clearly Satchel. No, no, no. I'm but sure he's it clearly said not. his name and then oh, Satchel maybe did. at I one didn't point. Pay. I was just like, oh, come on, guys. Yeah, exactly. I was. That's exactly how it feels. You're like, oh, come on. You're not fooling us. We are not mm. fooled by this. And yep. then it's like it. she acts like it's such a betrayal to find out that he's Satchel. And you're like, but you never even liked him or trusted him at all. You Surely, <laughs> surely you suspected that he was Satchel from the very beginning, as exactly. the audience has been led to do. Exactly. And you're like, oh, like, trust no one If you didn't expect him as Satchel from the minute you f***ing landed. But they say trust no one. You know who would have been more convincing as a trust no one person who then she shouldn't have trusted would be Sophia freaking Butella. Yeah, yeah. Because she did trust her. Like, and also, that would have worked really well because Sophia Patella looks and feels like innocent and lovely. Yes, exactly. It would have been amazing if it had turned out that she was bad. Or they have to actually build plus, the relationship between Charlize Theron right. and James McAvoy. And and plus, Charlize and, and um, Sophia Patella also, like, because they've fallen for one another, that betrayal would have mm. been real. Yeah, like, exactly. That would have been so good. Exactly. Like it, or if they had, if they I don't, like, I don't want to buy into you know women are inherently untrustworthy, but, no. but that would have worked really That's well. That's what for I was worried story. about, especially like lesbian or bisexual women are inherently Untru- trustworthy yeah. is terrible. But story wise, or it would have worked really well. Or they should have had her sleep with James McAvoy and come to care her, for him, or suspect that Sophia Botello was bad and then find out that she wasn't or something. Yeah, something that mm. made that feel real because it doesn't ever. You don't Something have gave a connection her a between, betrayal. Yeah. yeah. That you don't have any connection there. Or if, like, you know, the guy who died at the beginning had been Satchel, at least mm. that would have given a, given a betrayal, even though we didn't care about him at all. No, and they didn't even establish that relationship. There's just no. one dream where she's looking at no, him. No, there's, there's photos and there's, there's you know early that they right, were but together. It's, it's, but it's like dumb. one small scene or two small scenes and there's no feeling of connection there. No. And there's no feeling of connection, I don't know. Between anyone, really much. 
Yeah, yeah. Except poor old Eddie Marsden and his kids and oh, wife. Eddie Marsden. Yeah, he was really good in this. He was like, and in he two actually, couple scenes again. But he he was seems really good. like he was actually in the eighties and not. I don't know what it is about him, but every time I see him, I think he's Peter Pettigrew. I think of Peter oh, Pettigrew. I do that too. He reminds me of Tim Spall, even though I know they're different actors of different generations. They don't even look that much alike, but there's something about him. And I said, yes. I think I said this at World's End as well. But he's so Peter Pettigrew esque. Yes, <laughs> but really that's funny, it. But whenever his, I see him, I'm really like, good oh, Peter in, his, in his two scenes playing German and yeah. like he. I don't know that that feeling of like uh, yeah, he's like a good man in it, but he's stuck in this government job, and so therefore he's decided yeah. to he wants to get out, and it's almost he's like almost if he'd, he'd had a couple more days, he would have got he would have been fine, but he, he never would have though because oh, he, I, But that's the other thing is that I don't understand what happened, given that we know that James McAvoy wasn't bad. Yeah, like, well, why did he then? Um, why did he shoot Eddie Marsden? Yeah, I didn't know that either. That doesn't make any sense to me either. Unless the did the British government tell him to shoot Eddie Marsden? Did Stuffed they? If I know, because I don't know, because yeah. I can't figure out what's going on. In I'm this so movie. glad because I can't figure that out either. Because like, why would he? If he's not right. bad, why? Would exactly. He? That's exactly the problem. Mm. Is that they're trying to double cross you so much that they're not thinking about the, the actual, actual reasons. What makes for sense? The, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So you you're watching it and you're like, well, we know it's not him. So why is he actually shooting Eddie Marsden? It doesn't. Clearly, the government sense. told him to shoot Eddie Marsden. Yeah. But then, like, you know, and why does he take the watch and not tell Charlize about it? Is mm-hmm. it because he th- he like, doesn't trust her? He thinks she's Satchel? Right. And I was like, oh, clearly they both think each other is Satchel. Which makes um, sense. Which is now making me think of, oh, both of them think that the other one's the spy with Sirius and, and Remus back in – anyway. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's Peter this Pettigrew is talk. definitely a movie about the Marauders. <laughs> um, But, no, it's just, like, it's so – it's so fake and frustrating. Like it, mm. it's so manufactured and manipulative and convenient. And you're like, but there doesn't, it doesn't make sense for him to be doing the things that he did. Mm. And also it doesn't, didn't make sense for him to be doing the things that he did before we thought he was Satchel. Like when he first yeah. showed up, if he was Satchel, none of it ties together properly. Yeah. So you know it has to be her. Just sort of vaguely dodgy. Like, right. Well, and you know it has to be her. Mm. And, it's, it just makes me sad because James McAvoy is trying so hard to make it work mm. and he's killing it. Like, he is really good. It just doesn't make sense. Yeah. And it doesn't make sense for her to then go to to boring man with her list watch mm. in that place and then have that shoot out with the, the like, Russians. That doesn't yeah. make any – this is boring. I don't care about this. You've killed everybody I cared about mm. and we know that she's going to be fine and, like – why are we doing this? And we know that she can't be actually satchel because there's still ten minutes of runtime left. Yeah. Well, it, it just—it was... would have been better if they just left her evil. Yeah, I I actually like that they made an effort not to make her evil because the whole women are inherently untrustworthy thing. But she's the but... hero. It doesn't. It's not a big as big a problem to me if she's the hero. Yeah, it isn't I, because yeah. like it, the women are inherently trustworthy thing is to me a side character issue. Right. If it's a side character that you that they slept with and then she turns out to backstab, that's women are inherently evil in spy movies to me. So if they'd done mm. that with Sophia Batella, it would have been that. Yeah. But because she's the main character who we've been like following and we've been made to you know root for. Then it's more interesting yeah. to me if she's actually See, evil. But I, I actually like that she wasn't evil because she was so cold and there's mm, no character there. It was nice to kind of realise that there was some kind of methodology, some kind but of we reason. We kind of got that as a 
as as her in her interactions with Sophia Butella. Yeah. I felt yeah. like she would have been conflicted evil even at yeah. the end, you know? Yeah. And she didn't she didn't give away information about her even when she could have. Mm-hmm. Even when she was dead, she still kind of tries trying to protect her a little bit. Yeah. So it wouldn't have been such an issue to me, I don't think. But like, yeah, it would have. It just would have been better for the story, I think, if she'd been actually evil, because yeah. the story just is like we wouldn't have had the ten endings. Yeah, and the final ending, you're like, oh, I don't care, mm-hmm. I don't care. Oh, oh thank Goodman- God they've explained this terrible accent was what I thought. Oh yeah, me too. I was like, oh, when okay. So the terrible sp- accent, maybe there's a reason. <laughs> when she first started speaking with an American accent, I was like, oh, her accent's just gone now. She's just completely slipped. It wasn't like she'd done it on purpose to me. Yeah, <laughs> I was just, and then I was like. Oh no, she's supposed to actually be American now. Because I just thought, oh, she's given up now that there's no British people in the scene with her. <laughs> there were British people in the scene with her. At least there was somebody to keep her on track. Oh my god! Her, but that's the thing is that Charlize Theron can be really a really good actress. We saw that yeah. in Monster and things. So like, she's doing this on purpose. But like, I don't know. I think doing the accent doesn't work for her. No, it needed to be better. She needed to work harder on it if she was going to do the accent. True. I've seen um there's this great series of videos on YouTube by the way with this guy who is cute and talks about um he's an accent coach mm. and he talks about different accents in movies I can't remember it right now I might look it up so I can recommend it to you yeah, guys Yeah we can put it's it really, in really the, good we can put it in the show notes We'll put it in the show notes but um mm. you should watch those cuz he often talks about how the he'll say the actor didn't have enough preparation for this or mm. the coach didn't do a good job of explaining yeah, this well. And I thought that was really sweet because it's like. That, yeah, and it, I feel like that too. I feel like she didn't have enough time to work on the accent yeah, because she was too really, busy training. She's really talented, and right? She's also okay, South African. So they're African. from Wired um, and it's like movie, ac- movie accent expert breaks down accents. Um, but I can't find his name anywhere. But he's really great. He explains things in a really nice way. And he gives you these, like, e- examples of accent things that are, you never think of but oh, are really interesting. Oh, I, this was like a case study. There's a point at which she says, they knew. She sa- and, and she says it like, they knew. Yeah. And she's trying to be English. She's, she's sort of trying Eric to round it. There you go. She's Eric trying to round Singer. it. She's trying to say, at that point, at that point, I didn't know they knew. But she's like, what she says is, at that point, I didn't know they knew. Yeah. And it was just like, oh, no, that – that simple vowel is wrong. Yeah. And you, there's a bunch of more like that. Mm. And you're just like, oh, it's just. And being cringeworthy. South, being South African, she probably could have done it with a bit, a bit more work. I agree. Um, I think that it wasn't, yeah, it just didn't, it wasn't trying hard enough mm. to make it work. Yeah. And, and that, I don't know, it feels like a movie that, it's that kind of cynical exercise but man that fight scene is great like yeah i recommend i just this would is a go fun see, i movie feel like still. i didn't waste my money on this movie no. just for that fight scene it was fun it was still a when fun the guy, movie when she's stabbed the guy so many times and he comes up the stairs or hit the guy so many times he comes up the stairs after her and then he just stops and dies and falls back mm. loved it mm. that was one of my favorite moments in the whole movie those the stunts in that were just it's not just that it's like it's a stunt that's woven into the plot that's woven into this fight scene where she's getting tired and she doesn't want to have to fight him and then he just dies and you kind of breathe this sigh of relief and it's just it's that action stuff is so good so good so yeah and yeah it is pretty (laughs) yeah exactly um so just 
not, you know, and, mm. and people have been raving about it, but I knew from the trailers what I was going to get into with this movie, yeah. I think. Even from the trailers, I was like, oh, no, it's going to be too sexualized because the yeah, lesbians are highly, kind of. I was highly um, skeptical about the trailers myself. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, do you want to rate it? I will give it, I don't know. I feel like I know what you're going to rate it, so I'm going to give it two and a half stars out of five. <laughs> I'm going to give it three. That's what I was going to say. And then I was like, no, I think she's going to give it three. Uh, and I don't feel like it completely deserves I'm the gonna three. I'm going to give it three. But because you brought up Baby Driver, it's actually a good comparison because I gave that two and a half and I didn't quite like it. But this I had a bit of fun, but I can definitely see all of its problems. Yeah, so. I definitely liked Baby Driver a lot more because that felt more mm. real to me. Like it felt, yeah. uh, uh, you know, like I said, that was a casting problem. But – the dialogue in this one's not as good. The mm. um and the stylization isn't done by somebody who's as experienced in doing that. Yeah, and so it doesn't have as much purpose. It's just cool for for cool sake, to me. Yep. So yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. Mm. Yeah, I I understand. I'm gonna wrap up um and say thank you everyone for listening to the Silver Screen Queens podcast. If you'd like to find the show notes, uh, including links to that wired guy, um. On the, Eric Singer. To Eric Singer. Um, you can do that on our website, silverscreenqueens.com. If you want to read Katie's review of Atomic Blonde or some of the other movies that she watches, uh, you can go to her blog, silverscreenqueen.wordpress.com. And if you want to find us on social media, we're at screen underscore queens on Twitter, uh, facebook.com forward slash silverscreenqueens and tumblr.silverscreenqueens.com on Tumblr. Thank you for listening. Bye. Bye.